0: Welcome to the Baseball Show. Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 or the new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company, on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. <laughs>
1: Lose today, 6-2 to two, to the Pirates. They are now 22-15, up three and a half games on the St. Louis Cardinals in first place of the National League Central. Bleck and Abdallah talking with you here on the baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Your phone calls are welcome at 312-332-3776. Elk Mills on the mound today, five innings, seven hits, four runs, four earned, one walk, two strikeouts, He also gave up a home run. His ERA is now 5.50, and obviously for the Cubs' rotation, Abdallah, it's something we talked about last night on the show. Kyle Hendricks was good last night, but now we get Alec Mills today, not very good. The Cubs lose to the Pirates, and it seems as if this team can't get out of the rut that they've been in for the last 15 games or so.
2: Yeah, and it's it's a shame, too, because uh, it seemed like a team – that you could capitalize on and, uh, you know, score a bunch of runs on. And they only managed two runs today. So what is this a story of today? Is this a story of the inability to manufacture runs and going one for nine with runners in scoring position? Or is this a bigger story and when we zoom out, you know, ten thousand feet and you're looking at you have one solid pitcher and the rest are kind of like Kyle Hendricks had a decent outing yesterday. He had a quality start, he had a good outing. For sure. It's the pirates. Like this we talked about this leading into the game.
1: It is what we asked for. Yesterday on the show it's what we said. It not, said after three losses, Kyle Hendricks has to show up tonight yeah, and pitch well.
2: Absolutely. I'm not discounting what anything that he did yesterday, but my point is that which is the bigger problem? And this continues to be a problem for the Cubs. Are they a one pitcher team and then? Two okay pitchers that you can kind of count on, hopefully, maybe, and then nothing because we don't know how long Jose Quintana is going to be out if he comes back at all with the lat strain. And then you've got Alec Mills who can't be relied on anymore, a bullpen that continues to be a problem, or is it the hitting that continues to be streaky? Put up 8 runs, 10 runs, 11 runs, and then 2 runs, and then no runs. And you've got a big series here coming up this weekend. You've got 5 games against the Cardinals that could flip this division. So don't take the Cardinals lightly. Don't say they're going to get swept or sweep. or sweep. Do not take the Cardinals lightly. Yeah, they're 3 games out or whatever it is now after today. 3.5 games out or 2.5 games out after today. i got to look at the standings. But still, you know what I mean. The Cardinals right now are 3.5 backs. Okay, 3.5 back. Starting into their game tonight. They could... In five games, you can flip the division. So you can be in first place at the end of this series. So to me, it's a team that continues to just be who they are, and that is a 500-ball club.
1: Well, you know, outside of Ian Happ, outside of Jason Hayward, who is performing well in the lineup? You know, you ask yourself, well, this offense is good and, and they should be scoring more runs, right? That's a statement I think many Cup fans would say. Like, why don't they score more runs on a consistent basis? And you look at the lineup, I mean, Chris Bryant, is he even out there? I, Chris Bryant's slash lines right now, 178, 259, 301. For an MVP candidate, a player well, who was one of the I mean, best players in baseball a couple of years ago? Look, I mean, we've seen some stars struggle around the majors. We saw Cody Bellinger struggle early this year. He's figured it out in the last week and a half. You know, you know Rizzo is, is playing okay, but 233, 363, 450 for his slash line. Javi Baez, his average is 194. An on-base percentage of 235? I mean, Wilson Contreras, 217, 317, 375 for slugging. I mean, listen, the stars of this team are not hitting, and that's why you have such an inconsistent lineup from day to day. And when you have a pitching staff where you can only trust two guys – New Darvish, and Kyle Hendricks, and then basically you don't know what else you have after that from day to day. That's where you find the Pirates getting a victory today, 6-2. to two. And then, you know, one of your most more consistent
2: um, hitters, and I, I saw an article today that suggested that Ian Happ should be getting MVP consideration uh, where where'd you hear that first i understand you heard that on heard the heard baseball that. show yeah. black and abdallah yeah. right you here two weeks so- ago remember, we pointed out you sold him and i uh, my, i did my stock continues to rise well i'm just okay? saying i'm just saying and we pointed point it is out this. here on the show he got he hit a ball it hit the dirt it bounced up and hit him in the uh right part of his face x-rays were negative he's day to day you'd hope it's not a concussion issue or something like that because you need him he's been he's been the proven leadoff man that, that the Cubs have been looking for and he's been great. He's, you know, it's, he's got a slash line of 311, 421, and 648. So he's, he's playing really well right now and. Yeah, he's probably the MVP. That him and you, Darvish are probably the, the two the two
1: MVP. I would say co MVPs of the Cubs right now. You look at everyone else in the National League. You know, I think most people would immediately say Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, he's going to be the MVP. He has thirteen home runs. The slash line of three hundred seven, three ninety five, six forty seven. His weighted runs created plus on Fangraphs is one seventy four. Ian Happ has better numbers. He doesn't have more home runs. But he has a weighted runs created plus of 178. Mm -hmm. So you're right. A first place ball club in the Chicago Cubs with someone who is in the top five of weighted runs created plus on fan graphs. I know it's an analytical stat, but that's just showing you how impactful he's been offensively for the Cubs this year. Yes, he should be in the MVP conversation right now.
2: And if he has to miss some time after getting hit in the face, it's it's. It's going to be a problem because that's another spot in the lineup. What do you do? Do you move Chris Ryan, Chris Bryant, back up into that leadoff spot? Do you try one of the new guys out? You know, maybe Maven moves up into that leadoff spot of one of the other guys that you brought in. So it, it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate this because once again, a team, a game where you should have won, is another loss to a team that's only that's now eleven and twenty four.
1: All right, all right, Cub fans. As you look forward, now you have a. Uh, five games set over the course of the weekend against the st louis cardinals friday saturday saturday sunday monday you get the wraparound and a double header on saturday obviously those are going to be seven inning games to me as as someone who observes and watches this cubs team play i would suggest that the seven inning games play into your hands you mm-hmm. do need more starters but you don't have to rely on the back end of the bullpen as much as you would for a nine inning contest so you have five against the cardinals the question is this Three one two three three two three seven seven six. How many games do the Cubs need to win this weekend against the Cardinals? Five games. You will be facing the Cardinals Friday through Monday, and the doubleheader on Saturday. How many wins do you need out of this series to call it a successful series for the Cubs? Four. Four.
2: Four out of five. Yeah, four. It's, come on, bury this team. Put an end to this nonsense. You've got Darvish on Friday tomorrow. So that win, right? And then you just put him in. He's taking on uh, Jack Flattery. Flaherty, 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 Flaherty. Doesn't matter. Going to lose. Doesn't matter. Going to lose. I understand he's good, but Darvish is a legit Cy Young candidate. Like probably Cy Young. You know, legit getting Cy full Cy Young votes. Absolutely. And then I think hopefully Lester bounces back. Hendricks can build off of this. So you just have to get one other good performance in there, and. you know, hopefully the bullpen doesn't melt melt down. But I think you need to take at least, at least you have to win the series. But I would like to see four out of five.
1: Because you mentioned they're they're only the Cardinals are only back three and a half games.
2: I don't want this you series. Yeah, five to games be a here wash, this weekend, right? I don't want this series to Ames be a wash. You come back tight. Oh, like, like, Things right, okay, could yeah. get tight. I know. And that's a problem when you also face the Reds coming up after that. You've got three with the Reds after that and then three with the Brewers after
1: that. You need to capitalize on these five games with the Cardinals. The Cubs lose to the Pirates today 6-2. to We're taking your phone calls at 312-332-3776. And that's where we start with our first pitch.
0: The first pitch. Play ball. Throwing out the first pitch, and I have to say this was rather impressive. On the
1: baseball show.
0: There's your first pitch, and
1: that's some
0: On ESPN
1: 1000. So Alec Mills is now 3-3 three and three on the season. He went five innings today, gave up seven hits, four runs, two strikeouts, one home run. His ERA is 5.50. The Cubs lose 6-2. to two. They are now 12-15. and 15. Here's David Ross after the game addressing the
3: media. You know, we had some chances to to add some runs early on and didn't do that. Um, you know, that's kind of, that, that'll catch up to you at some point. You know, I looked through the ball uh, pretty good, I thought. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. That hurt in the end. <laughs>
1: Hey Ross, I know uh, there's a lot of back and forth that you have to think about with every situation in the game. So I'm curious what the thought process was with leaving Kipness in in the sixth to face the lefty. Uh, just what was going
3: through? Yeah, yeah, we like his we like his ability to to get on base right there. Uh, he's faced lefties plenty of times. We like the matchup, the card, like the matchup. Um, you know, yeah, I I, I like the matchup.
1: Yeah, Rossi. Just how fortunate do you guys feel that uh, Ian's injury? wasn't doesn't seem like it's that serious and uh you know I know you got to see what he's feeling like tomorrow but how hopeful are you that this won't keep him out long
3: yeah yeah i'm, I'm I i had not checked in with Ian yet um I came straight in here so we'll we'll I'll talk to him uh about that but but all indications uh, I heard it, it's not not too bad so we'll see I'll, I'll see how he's feeling obviously it's a that's a sensitive area and and to make sure he's all right and um yeah I'll check in with him. Was he initially thinking that he was going to be able to stay in the game when he was down there, or was it just
1: kind of not being able to see as well out of that eye?
3: Uh, He just couldn't get the – it was just super blurry and kept watering, I think. You know, it just – I don't want to put him – that's just a dangerous situation, first of all, and then the ability to even have an at-bat after that. The swelling was was kind of starting to creep in pretty quick. Um, You could tell right where it hit him and starting to bruise a little bit, so – yeah, it's just that's a super sensitive area, and, and wanted to make sure that that he was okay, and um, it's tough to hit with two eyes, much less one.
2: Was there any concern about possible concussion, or was it was it glancing enough that? that was- I
3: haven't talked to the trainers about that. That hasn't been on the radar, but well, well, they do a pretty good job of being thorough in all those areas, so uh, they'll they'll definitely run every uh, test and 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 be. Uh, cautious uh, when you're dealing with injuries of the head, of course.
1: So that's David Ross talking about Ian Happ post game on the Marquee Network. I'm Chris Bleck along with Adam Abdallah three one two three three two three seven seven six. Your Cubs calls. Let's go to Raphael and Joliet. You're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Raphael?
4: Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. I'm with Abdallah. Four games. You have to step on the throat of the Cardinals. I'm just having flashbacks to the past two seasons when you had a chance to eliminate the
2: Brewers and you didn't. Last year was especially egregious when Christian Yelich went down, and you
5: still couldn't win a series versus the Brewers. Like, you have to take four or even sweep, even better.
1: Good call, Rafael. Appreciate it. Yeah, and that he makes a good point. The last couple of years, we've been waiting for this Cubs team to kind of pull away, Mm -hmm. and they haven't been able to do that. And Rafael makes a fantastic point. I remember that the moment Yelich went down, it was like, "Whoo! All right, the Cubs can handle this, no problem." And then the Brewers kept coming. Yeah, coming. They didn't quit all season long. And so that's where it's interesting. Five games this weekend, Cubs and Cards. How many do the Cubs need to get to call it a successful weekend? We'll continue taking your phone calls at 312-332-3776. And the White Sox, they lose 2-3 of to the Twins. I told you it was a big week to get started against the Twins, and they told us who they are. We'll talk about it next.
5: The Baseball Show with Bleck and Abdallah. On
1: Chicago's Home for Sports.
0: ESPN 1000
1: and the ESPN Chicago, Chicago app. Chris Black Adam Abdallah here on the baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app tonight for the White Sox. Right-hander Dylan Cease on the mound. He's four and two with a 3.00 ERA. The Sox are 22 and 15. They face off against the Royals, and Danny Duffy, the left-hander, is on the mound for the Royals. And the White Sox have been really good against left-handed starters in 2020. They are 11-0 and yeah, going against left-handed starters. So it should be good news for the Sox tonight, and we'll see if Dylan Cease can continue pitching well for the Sox. Last night was not so good. Um, not only did the Sox commit four errors, and they lose to the Twins last night, 8-1, to one, they lose two of three to the Twins. Now coming into the three game set, I kept saying that this was a big series, and the reason I kept saying it was a big series was what did I say? It was a there was a little meat in the in the sandwich. Right? It's like when you go to one of those sandwich
2: places, yeah. and it's like
1: all bread, all bread, all bread, it and was you're like all bread. Wait. Do I have to, I got to pay extra for extra meat? Yeah. Ugh. Yes. And, and, and the, the sandwich that the Sox were currently eating and consuming were, uh, the, the pirates and the Royals on one side, the, the Tigers, the Cubs, uh, on one side of the sandwich. And now on the other, this week and the weekend, you get the Royals, you get the pirates next week, Tuesday and Wednesday, and next weekend you get the Tigers. So the twin series, that three pack at the start of this week, was the meat of a fluff sandwich of baseball teams that the Sox could get fat and happy on? Right, slugging, pitching, everything rolling their way against mm-hmm. the Pirates and the Royals. They had two of their best pitchers going, and and you also get this idea of disrespect. Right, power rankings don't have the Sox in the top what do you five. mean you We're behind the Cubs. Oh, their record shows that they lead the AL Central. Well, but but they're eighth in the power rankings. Well, the reason why they're eighth in the power rankings and they're where they are is because this season they are two and four against the Twins. This season, they are two and four against the Indians. The two teams who are better than the White Sox at this moment in their own division. And I only say that they're better because they've proven it. You know, if the Sox would have gone to Minnesota and taken two of three or swept the Twins, I gave you the go-ahead that, like, this team is for real, Mm -hmm. and they are here to make a statement. Yeah, absolutely. And isn't that exactly what we talked about heading into last weekend here on the baseball show, heading into the game on Monday, and what we saw after Monday's game where they showed up and they came back in that contest and they won, and the the vibes were going good. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, once again, the Twins get them. Sloppy mistakes, errors, and the Twins were the better team. Up two or three. And, and that to me, like, and I know that we talked about this with Sylvie on Waddle and Sylvie from two to six. And he said, well, you know, it's not like they can't do anything in this season and they can't turn around. And, and Sylvie was right. But the point that I'm making is if they would have taken care of business against the Twins, then you can kind of change your expectations and start to get a little confident in how this team is going to perform against tougher competition when they do get to the playoffs. The final couple weeks of the season are going to be the tale for the the Sox because they wrap up the regular season with four against the Twins, three at the Reds, four at the Indians, and then at home against the Cubs to end the season. Those are all pretty decent teams. So we will know who the Sox are when we get to the end of the season before the playoffs even start. Now, obviously, baseball teams can always surprise someone. Yeah, but I feel as if... This is exactly why I wanted to point out ahead of time this twin series was going to be impactful because they are not there yet. They are not one of the best teams in baseball yet, not yet.
2: No, and I think that yesterday, you know, going into yesterday's game, I said it was so important, and I gave you the, you know, the 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 preview stat of the night. It wasn't quite the stat of the night because we weren't in that segment yet, but I said eight. Eight was the key number because you have four games against the Twins and four games against the Indians now. They are one game out of first place right now. And that's fine because this year, literally everybody makes the playoffs. Um, They, it's, it's a they have a 98.2% chance of making the playoffs. So the Sox team is still going to make the playoffs. But the point is, if you want to separate yourselves, if you want people to take you seriously, you need to start winning these games against real teams. Because when you get to the American league, are they better than the Rays? I don't think so. Are they better than the A's? I don't think so. Are they better than, you know, the, the Indians and the twins right now, I don't know because well, as this the season, season they've proven that they aren't that at they're this not point. exactly that they're not. But come October, who knows? The Yankees are going to make the playoffs. Are they better than the Yankees? Are they better than the Ant- Astros who are going to make the playoffs? So as of right now. You look at this team and you're like, yeah, you can beat up on the Royals and the Tigers and the Pirates and the Cubs, and that's all cool. And you get Sox fans riled up because you know they beat up on the Cubs and they're lower in the in the in the power rankings than them. And everybody's like, oh, we're being disrespectful, and ESPN doesn't care about us, and all that kind of stuff. And then you lose two out of three to the to the Twins when the spotlight is finally on you in a big series after you've been hotter than blank for ever since the beginning of the season, but when you were losing games to the to the Indians and the Twins. After that, they went on a great run, demolished the Cubs, and that's when people kind of were like, all right, the White Sox are here, the White Sox are here. And then against the Twins, you lose two out of three. You needed to win yesterday. You needed to win. You actually, you needed to win two days ago when Keiko was on the mound. That was the game you were going to win. You needed to walk into yesterday with two, with two wins. You needed to walk into yesterday with the series in hand, and you were going for the sweep. Because who knows what you're going to get out of Lo- out of uh, renaldo lopez so when you had your two best pitchers going that's when you needed to get those two wins cuz who
1: knows what you're getting on the third day well and this is this is why i didn't take your bait on monday about power rankings i wasn't disrespected I'm what does this team
2: prove? I'm not saying you. I'm saying Sox fans. No, but you, I'm saying you Sox put fans. it out there
1: as there was this great disrespect. Because it's from,
2: how it's how Sox fans feel.
1: No, but, but listen. Is. If you're watching this team, you're pleasantly surprised with the way they played to this point. And you knew that the twin series was a measuring stick series and they just didn't come up to speed with what the twins were able to do. Dude, and I, players I know themselves, the twins the players got themselves. back. I know that uh, Byron Buxton was back. I know that they are getting guys back, but heading into the series, the twins, what, lost five in a row? And then after the first game, it's six in a row, right? Like, come on. Like, that's why I wasn't taking your bait. There's no you, you bait. You put the bait it's, out there. It's to not to say that it's there's real. some great disrespect. It is.
2: There is. That's how Sox fans feel. Even the team feels this way. Tim Anderson is on ESPN to ask no, no, the no, guys if they a, forgot that's about each other.
1: That is a different conversation. The little brother conversation is different than having disrespect over power rankings that came out this week for Major League Baseball. I think when you see that they're behind the Cubs,
2: a team that they destroyed when they were at Wrigley. Is a it is is
1: what it is. Well, you you can point out the Cubs in the power rankings, but the teams they were behind in the American League, you can make an argument that all those teams are better than the Sox.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think it shows after this after this series. And that's I'm why just, I didn't find some great. I'm just giving you the voice of the fan. That's all I'm doing here. I think I'm you're just giving, trying to troll. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, I'm giving you the voice of the fan. You and mentioned
2: fan were disrespected.
1: You mentioned Ronaldo Lopez. He lasted an inning and two thirds last night, allowing three runs, one earned, on four hits. I mean, can you trust this guy uh, for the White Sox in the no, rotation? Absolutely so, not. so instead, you have to hope that Dylan Cease will be your number three. He was twenty-four, by the way. Dane Dunning, you got to hope who's twenty-five that he will be your four, and that's your that's your four pack going into the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. That's your rotation: Giolito, Keuchel, Cease, and Dunning, and. And you got to hope that Cease and Dunning can figure it out and, and and turn into the prospect pitchers that we think that they could be to kind of get this playoff run rolling for the Sox. Let's go to Mike and Racine. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike?
0: Hey, guys. Um, love you guys. I love even more uh, the hate on Twitter that is just rampant because it's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to ask uh, mainly Black. Yeah. Uh, in 2015 with the Cubs, we kind of saw – at a certain point, fans had to start giving into that hope and realizing, like, this team can really do something. This team can do some damage. What do you think needs to happen with this Sox team for fans to start feeling confident rather than just hopeful?
1: Good question, Mike. Uh, in the que- And to answer that question, it would be, when you get to September 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th, at home against Minnesota, take care of business. Win 3-8-4. When you face off against the Indians on the road, September twenty first, twenty second, twenty third, and the twenty fourth, take three four. Mm -hmm. Roll into the playoffs hot. If you can roll into the playoffs where over the course of those two weeks, the final two weeks of September, you only lose four games and and you pile up a bunch of victories against tough teams, I think then you could as a, a Sox fan, you can look at this team and say, Okay, we're they're ready to do some damage, right? Because we were talking about it last night. Uh, the playoff standings at the moment before last night's games had a matchup of a 4-5 Sox-Yankees. That's a tough series. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's a real that's, tough
2: series. See, that's the thing, Chris. That's why I think you for this Sox team to to stay hot in the playoffs, they need a big enough lead where they can set up their rotation. You well, don't want to go – You do and I know they're not going into Yankee Stadium, but you know what I mean. You don't want to face the Yankees with Ronaldo Lopez as the guy you're putting on the mound because you needed to win those last two games against the Cubs to get into the playoffs. Well, do you know I'm, what I mean?
1: I'm even going far – I'm going the, with the idea that if you play well in the final couple weeks of the season – then you're looking at a Sox team that is no longer the fourth seed playing either the Yankees or the Astros. Maybe you're the two seed and you face off against the Blue Jays. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or you know, like yeah, or, absolutely. Or, or you face off against the Twins, a team that hopefully you just took three or four from mm-hmm. and you have supreme confidence in. So yeah, and and to Mike's question, I mean, you know what we're gonna need if you're a Sox fan and and the lineup is going to be there. Uh, hopefully, Mancata figures it out. And I know he talked today about dealing with COVID-19 still and the after effects of that. Mm-hmm. But it's going to come down to Cease and Dunning, right?
6: Yeah, because absolutely.
1: Because Giolito has proven to us he's an ace. And Keichel has been gonna great. Be yep. So it's going to be Cease
2: and Dunning. Yeah, Lopez isn't going to factor into the playoffs. But I'm saying you need to make sure you're not fighting for a spot. Those, that last series against the Cubs.
1: Coming up next, uh, we go first to third, and the Cubs have a new sports book opening. That's cool. We'll talk about it next. This is the baseball show with Black and Abdallah.
4: On Chicago's home for sports
0: ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.
1: Do you see Ogie's tweet to us at Adam a. Abdallah and at Chris Black?
2: Anybody asking about the White Sox? Is that what he said? We've got you a know.
6: pretty cute team there. Does he, you want, to for, you want. Does he want to know for Does he want to know for talking White strokes. Sox? Pitching I'm surprised Tim strokes. hasn't called in but since I mean,
1: they uh, since they lost two of three to yeah, the yeah, Twins. We've got, got a yeah. pretty cute team there. Well, there's nothing to complain about because I was right. It was a benchmark series for the. For the White Sox. and he should and, call in and, and say and they're a pretty cute Hogi. team. I mean, to answer the question, has anyone asked about the Sox? we just spent the last 10 minutes yeah, talking listen. about them. We should probably listen. It's like exactly what we're talking listen about. That's right a
6: pretty right cute team right
1: Salim right and Elgin, right right. you're on ESPN 1000. Salim. What's up, Salim? Hey, guys.
4: How's it going? What's up? Good, man. Hey. just I just wanted to comment as a Sox fan. So I'm looking at this team and seeing the front office, they didn't address starting pitching at the trade deadline. They didn't address right field. Uh, at the deadline, and they also didn't address maybe getting a couple bullpen bullpen arms for depth. So I'm sitting here saying, okay, they have a pretty soft schedule outside of, like, the Twins and even the Indians. Dominate that, try to get one of these top two uh, division seeds and just get some playoff experience for these young guys. I think that that should be the minimum expectation or maximum expectation, I, I mean... For for this styles team right now, because that, like you said, unless Juan Oceas and Dunning just are consistently look like they're really good and great or great, this team is not really serious about trying to win a World Series this year or even get you know maybe past, past that first round.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Salim. Thanks for the phone call. And, you know, the, the one thing that comes to mind, I used to work at Apple back in the day before mm-hmm. uh, I was like, what, this was eight, nine years ago I worked mm-hmm. at Apple, and they have a saying at Apple, surprise and delight. That's like, that's the motto that you're supposed to use as an app, Apple employee when a customer comes in the store. And I feel like that's what the Sox are doing this, this year, surprise and delight. That's all we can ask for mm-hmm. from the White Sox, because... Salim points out the lack of moves from the Sox at the trade deadline, which it's okay with me. I'm fine with that. They have holes that they could have filled. They could have added to the team to really make a run. They could have gone for another starter. There are options out there. I'm not mortgaging anything of the future, though, to try and accomplish that in this short, weird season. Right? Surprise and delight. That's what I'm asking for. That's all all I think... uh, like, if you're expecting something else, mm-hmm. then I, I'm not sure if you're paying attention to what the rest of the American League is. Yeah. like, that, like And that's why you don't mortgage the future at the last trade deadline, because it's like, let, let's focus on building this young group going forward.
2: Yeah, because I look at this next year, and if I go into a full season, and I've got Giolito, Keuchel, Kopech, Dunning, and, Cease, and Cease my fifth starter. Well, Cease is going to be your four. I mean, like, it, yeah. if... Stunning is your five. Yeah, Like yeah. Okay, now we're cooking. Absolutely, and that's why I'm saying like, yes, this is good. And, and like Salim said, it's good experience. And if you expect anything else, then then awesome. Like this is this is as as as, as Sylvie has been saying for a while, house money. Right, you're playing right now above expectations. I think. For the White Sox. This offense is gonna be a monster to deal with. And once you get your pitching set up the way you want to, Kopech comes back next year for a full year. Dunning is your fourth, is your fifth starter, Cease is is still developing as a pitcher. So you've got that set up. You've got Giolito anchoring your one, Keiko anchoring your two, you know, and then you get Kopech at three. Like those, then then you're cooking. I mean, then you're a force. Then we're talking first place. You know, we're talking best team in the American League. We're talking like that. Then you're then you're really cooking.
1: Yeah, and this is also a team that's not like hurting for money with with the the roster going forward, right? Like so, you can spend if they want to find another pitcher. If you want, you want to find a legitimate uh, three to put in there and make Kopac battle his way into the rotation, which I'm sure he will because he has this stuff, he has the potential. It's all sitting right there, and I think that's what's so exciting. If you are a fan of the Southside team, the Chicago White Sox, um, and shout out to all those uh, f- former Apple employees or Apple employees who are still with the company. Surprise and delight. I think that's the motto for the Sox now. Did we just coin it? Surprise those, and delight? Get those stock options, bro. You were telling me. You <laughs> we'll see what
2: happened last week? I know what happened, right. but they just actually divided it up, so you still have the same amount of yeah. shares, what, but like... Okay, not to, a, go,
1: not to go into our uh, buy-sell segment with uh, Jim Cramer. Don't buy, don't buy. They sell, sell, basically sell. just made the buy, shares buy. cheaper for more people to buy them. Yeah, but you you would also be trying to convince me that Apple at some point is not going to go back up. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, it's yes. not like you
2: made any extra, like, at buy, buy, like, buy, at buy, buy because no, they're just... At the moment, no. They're just, they're just paring down the shares, no. so they're not as astronomical, so
1: people can keep Buying them, but I do have four times that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. That's yeah. what you have. Yes, yeah. And if you were on Tesla, then good for you as well. Yeah, yeah. For Let's sure. go to Tom t- on the northwest side. What's up, Tom?
5: Hi, guys. Uh, you guys are getting better and better on the air. Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. I uh, just wanted to, to let you know that uh, you guys have hit it right on the head. These last two games have proven that the Sox are not going to be, they're going to have a hard time holding on to to getting into the playoffs, no matter if you say it's 95% of a chance and so forth. Because look at Nomar Mazar. Even though he did get a good hit in this past series, Nomar Mazar is a bust. That Ronaldo, I don't think he'll ever pitch for the White Sox again. Uh, how about our boy uh, Rodon? Is he ever going to come back? And if he does, it's just going to be to the end of the year because he's a free agent, right? Right. And then you got your uh, our boy in the outfield. Uh, as much as I love Eloy, he's a terrible outfielder, and we got too many uh, you know designated hitters already. Uh, uh, Encarnacion is gone, adios, at the end of this year. So with all of that said. What do you think next year looks like with all of that set?
1: Thanks for your call, Tom. I mean, I, I think next year looks good, and I wouldn't worry about the DH situation. I think that will handle itself. And if you're worried about Aloy in left field, I mean, like you said, Tom, Encarnacion won't be here. I mean, at some point, that will be Aloy's spot in the lineup. Yeah, absolutely. He'll, he'll just yeah. be the DH every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you would like the hope that he could get a little better. I mean, I do recall a point mm-hmm. in time where Abreu was a – Horrific first baseman. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty decent now.
2: Yeah, he's coming around for so sure. I don't have a problem with Abreu over there. And first. you don't you don't want a dude that young being a, a DH for I
1: life. Mean, it, it, I mean, if it happens, it happens. He can hit. It's all that matters. Yeah, it really. That's yes. all that matters. Ray and Gurney, you're on ESPN one thousand.
0: Hey, hey guys, I love the new show. Thanks, man. Thank
1: you. What's going on?
0: Hey, just to jump in on this White Sox talk, I'm happy with the way the year is going. Sure, could be better with pitching, but we're missing some arms. We're missing some bullpen arms. If I have any concern about this team going forward, the two main concerns are Ricky managing this team long-term and the defense. Eloy, not the huge of a problem right now. He's still learning. But Ricky going forward and the defense, that really worries me.
1: Thanks for the call, Ray. We appreciate it. You know, the defense, though, the numbers, the statistics haven't been horrible. No, they're one of the better
2: teams in uh, defensive runs saved, for sure, this season. I believe they were top five last I checked. Um, And I think that, you know, a lot of Sox fans have had it with Renteria and his lineups, the way he manages the bullpen. So I I was hoping that Renteria would not be an a just an A to B guy. But it's starting to feel like he might just be an A to B guy. The problem is that he's such a good dude in the clubhouse. He has such a good relationship with all these young players. And you would like to see that as they all come up, he's all he's come up with them. And not that he's you know what I mean. He's been there since they've all come up. And you'd like to see him see that fruit come to bear. But ultimately, I don't I don't know if he's the right guy I would. I don't know if I'd trust his judgment in a high
1: leverage game. Anthony in Glendale Heights, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Anthony?
6: What's up, guys? Uh, huge Cubs fan, but I've been watching the Sox a lot this year, and I think they need two two of the three things that I'm going to say to be successful moving forward. The first one is, and you guys mentioned it. I think they need three lockdown pitchers in their starting rotation, and I, I think they have it already in the in the farm system and in the clubhouse, just you know, developing those guys. Uh, I also think they need to do something like the, the Brewers, the Yankees, the Royals have done in the past to find success. They need that back end of the bullpen, the 7th, 8th, ninth to get locked down. And if they can get that locked down and maybe a manager who knows how to actually use the bullpen, uh, they're going to be unstoppable. And then last but not least, we saw this with uh, Astros bringing in Beltran, the, the Red Sox bringing in J.D. Martinez, the Cubs with Zobris. I think they need a old-school professional bat to come in and teach some of these young guys just more than just how to swing the bat, but like mentality and just really lead them. And I don't think Encarnacion is that guy. He's too much of a free swinger, and I think he's washed up.
3: Thanks
1: for the call, Anthony. But I like, and I, I like that you say he's washed out. I mean, isn't that what Edwin Encarnacion was supposed to be? Yeah,
2: that's what he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be that veteran bat coming <laughs> in with exactly that, what coming in with that parrot be? and running around. Absolutely. The
5: Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. Week, Week 9 to 6 on Chicago's
0: Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.
1: This Anthony Rizzo update is hydrated by body armor. Today, Rizzo went one for, one for four as the Cubs lose to the Pirates six to two. The Cubs are now 22 and 15. And with potassium packed electrolytes, no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or dyes, ditch your old sports drink and switch body armor. Our Anthony Rizzo update hydrated. My body armor. I
2: had some of that. Uh, their sport water today. It's just water with electrolytes so and all that good stuff in it. All that stuff to Ooh. replenish you after after my slow ass jog around my neighborhood as I'm trying to rehab my knee. It's, it's 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 it's. I am pathetic. The water is not. The water helps me greatly and rehydrate. But me trying to somewhat jog around the neighborhood, it's just sad. I've got old people passing me kids passing me
1: it's just it's pathetic you really should not be the pitch man for body armor if you're no, that I'm bad saying it, athletically. Replenishes,
2: it, it replenishes me that's why i'm saying it's for everybody <laughs> it's for people who have won a half marathon like you as you okay. like to gloat, right. and it's for people like me who are the weekend warriors and trust me this weekend when we're golfing 36 uh, how, how
1: do you think i'm gonna stay hydrated body armor duh This morning after my run, I went with the orange clementine. So good. Body Armor. That one is so good. It's delicious. Yeah. So that's our Anthony Rizzo update here on the show, presented by Body Armor, our great partners at Body Armor. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah with you here tonight on ESPN 1000 on the baseball show. It's time for Stat of the Night.
0: Zombies on base percentage was 477. Stat of the night. Damon's on base, 324. And was 291. On the baseball show. Add that up and you get. Let me to speak? When up, point you get? 1092. On ESPN
1: 1000. Tonight's stat of the night is 311 hmm. in honor of Tom Seaver, who passed away yesterday with 311 career wins. Seaver led the Mets to an improbable World Series victory in 1969. He won three Cy Young Awards. He died Monday. Seaver was a 12-time All-Star. He led the league in wins three times. He led the league in strikeouts five times. He led the league in ERA three times. He was a five-time 20-game winner. He finished his career with 311 wins, 205 losses. He has an ERA for his career of 286 With 3,640 strikeouts, Seaver was elected to the Hall of Fame in the first year of eligibility with a 98.8% of the vote, the highest elected percentage of all time, until Mariano Rivera came along and took that from him. But Tom Seaver, 311 wins is our stat of the night in honor of the great Mets pitcher. He won twenty-five games in
2: nineteen sixty nine. He struck out two hundred and eighty nine batters in nineteen seventy one. You look at these stats and you're like, Yeah, of course, first ballot Hall of Famer. Who's the two dudes well, that did listen, like
1: that that's that's a that's a baseball writer complex where I understand. you can't acknowledge that someone is great, so you have to I say, mean, not on the first ballot, but the second ballot, who, because I've changed who my looks mind at since Tom
2: Seaver and and as great as he was on the field, everybody raved about him off the field as yep. well and said, no, not this year. It's crazy. But, you know, his accomplishments, amazing. Like I said, 25 games in uh, 1969, led that 76 Mets team um, to the championship, struck out 289,
1: 283, and then followed it up with 289. I'm like, this dude just had numbers for days. So he's 18th all-time in career wins in Major League Baseball with 311 do you have your thinking pants on?
2: I have shorts
4: on.
1: You got thinking shorts on? Yeah, they can be. Sean, you want to play along?
2: I, I've got a question here for shorts you Shorts or pants. You've got pants on. Shorts or pants. Thinking
1: thinking pants? Yeah, okay. That's cool. All okay. right. Uh, so the five, top five career active pitchers in Major League Baseball for wins. Can you guys list off the top five active pitchers in wins in Major League Baseball? Oh, active pitchers? Active pitchers. Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw is number five. Number Correct. five? Yep. Verlander. Oh, yeah. Justin he's- Verlander is number two. Um, Is Lester on there? John Lester. Yes, he's number four.
2: Wow. Okay, 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 okay.
1: Two more. Two more. Top five active pitchers in Major League Baseball. The number one on the list, I'm going to say, is a bit of a um, conundrum. Curveball. Curve not to go baseball-y on you guys here on the baseball show, but... Um, Scherzer? Nope. Scherzer is, uh, I believe he's number six. Mad Bum? Mad Bum, not, no on, uh, not on my short list here. Hmm. 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 I'm trying, I'm looking at the Twitch for uh, for he, help here. Uh, let's see. Uh, this this individual uh, has pitched in the majors for 17 years. He's 36. He has 207 wins. Hmm. He's number, number three on the active list. Hmm. Behind Justin Verlander. Hmm. I'm just trying to think of old dudes at this point. You know? He's pitched on a few different teams as of late in the AL West, uh, the NL West. NL West. He's bounced around in the NL West. Bounced around in the NL West. Zach Granke? Zach Granke, Ooh. yes. Ooh, wow. Really? Good pull. Good okay. pull. And number number one um, is a bit of a trick because I don't think he's actively pitching, but he is not retired. The who last time it? he pitched was in 2018. So who is it? He's old. He's, he's 47. What? Is he actively retired? I don't think so. It shows that he's active still, but he hasn't pitched since 2018. Felix? No. Oh. Bartolo Colon. Oh. Bartolo! So that's the top five active pitchers in Major League I Baseball. I love Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon is fiftieth with two hundred and forty-seven career wins. Dude, Bartolo, there are some great
2: Bartolo stories when he was here uh, on the White Sox. I love Bartolo Colon.
1: You guys mentioned uh, Scherzer. He is sixth. Felix Hernandez was seventh. Adam Wainwright is eighth. Cole Hamels nine. And then scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Rick Porcello. Oh. It's 10. David Price tied with Porcillo at 10. All right. So there you have it. So in honor of Tom Seaver, uh, 311 career wins in Major League Baseball. Tip of the cap. And that's the baseball show. We'll be back in two minutes with Black and Abdallah. From Wrigley on the north to guaranteed Rate on the south.
6: This is the baseball show on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports.